Thank you so much for joining us today for church. It's so good to be together. Thank you for joining us wherever you are in your living rooms and homes, or if you're on Facebook Live, you are so welcome to be with us today. And I do want to draw particular attention to Marco's funky shoes. Yes, I've got a birthday gift from myself for myself. <laughs> I love it that you bought them for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. No one else gave it to me. So. <laughs> Now, if you've got any particular comments about Marco's shoes, do make them in the comments. We'd love to know what you think. Yeah, especially the green neon, because someone even this morning said that they didn't like the green on it. So I really want to see what your comments are this morning. Something completely different. Um, it's a good time to get your Bibles out, whether that's a physical copy or whether you have a tablet or a phone. This morning, get your Bibles out, and Simon is going to do a little bit of a Bible study with us this morning. So that will be really good to do. Maybe also get a notebook so that you can make some notes. And then lastly, just a quick heads up to get maybe some wine or some juice and some bread ready, because in the break, we are going to do communion together. Fantastic. Well, I hope you are looking forward every Sunday to the various photo shoot challenges that we've been doing. And this month's photo shoot challenge is a very topical one, and it has to do with wearing face masks. Now, uh, I, like you, have been wearing face masks in shops this week, and we've got a fine one being sported by Mr. Weening here. And this month's photo challenge is quite simply for you to take a photo of yourself in your face mask and giving lots of expression with your eyes and your eyebrows. Uh, send those in to us, all different places that you find yourself having to wear one of those. <laughs> Obviously, realize some of you will not be able to wear a face mask. I'm sorry you won't be able to join in this one, but maybe send us a picture of your face anyway. It'd be nice to see you. So send your photos into media at King's Arms. That would be absolutely fantastic. Well, we are now going to worship Jesus and put our attention on him. And what I love about worship is that it's always a good time to worship. Wherever you are, whatever season of life you're in is always a season to worship. And so I want to encourage us wherever we find ourselves today, let's give our hearts, give our all, put our attention upon him, and let's just worship our hearts out today and sing to our great God and Saviour, Jesus. Jesus, thank you that it is a complete privilege to come and worship you this morning. Thank you that you are with us. You have never left us. You've never forsaken us. You've been with all of us through our stories and you are absolutely worthy of praise this morning. You are absolutely worthy of our attention and our honour. We say we love you. We just still our souls ready now to encounter you and your glory as we praise you. We thank you that your presence is here and that you are coming to encounter us and that when we praise, your presence comes close. We love you and we worship you. Yeah, let's worship together. sound I love to hear it's the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray where we hear praises he hears sound I love to hear 
It's the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray, where we hear praises, he hears faith.
me from the ashes You have broken every curse Bless every redeemer You have set this captive free Yes. 
Father, thank you so much that you are a faithful, faithful Father. Yes. Thank you that you are close to us. Thank you that every single day of our lives you have been present. You have been with us. You have been ready to pour out your faithfulness, your goodness, your kindness to us. Yes. Thank you, God, that we can look back to our lives and every day of it we can see that you've been in it. And no matter what we are going through, no matter what is going on, in, in good days and in bad days, you are there. You are faithful. Yes. Thank you so much that you are king. Jesus, this morning we want to glorify you. We want to say that you are our rock. You are our everything. I just pray for everyone that is watching this morning, everyone who is listening or watching on demand later, whether on Facebook or on the website, I pray for everyone right now that they may experience your presence, God. I pray for every person receiving right now. Maybe just everyone that is listening, that is watching, maybe just open your hands for just a moment. Children, maybe just open your hands. It's just a sign of receiving from our Father, receiving and engaging our hearts, engaging our souls and our spirits with God. So right now, I just pray for everyone that you may experience the presence of God right now on this August Sunday morning, that you get to experience him, that you get to know the goodness of God that will follow you the rest of your life. Yes. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. I say, come, Holy Spirit, and just fill every person up, again, young and old, mm. whether we've been Christian for a couple of weeks or whether we've been Christian for decades, I pray that everyone will get a fresh touch of you, Holy Spirit, a fresh revelation of how amazing you are, God. Yes, Lord. God, we, just, we don't want just to go through the motions and doing online church and doing this because we don't have a choice. No, we are here as a church because we want to glorify you. Fill us up again, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Yes. Fill us up again. Right now, I bless you. Mm. Right now, everyone watching, I bless you with the presence of God. Yes. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you that in the middle of the storm that we can sing and we can sing loud. Mm. Thank you, God. There is no limitations in our homes to sing loud to you in the middle of the storm. We are here not to go through the motions of online church and technology and all of those things. We are genuinely here because we want to sure. praise you. We say, you are our rock, yeah. and we will sing, and we will declare, Thank and we will you, proclaim Lord. and decree your amazing goodness, yes. that you are our king, you are our God, you are our everything. Yes. I pray. Thank you, Thank Lord. you, God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, why don't you right now, just as you're engaging and worshiping, remind yourself that the God you serve never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is a sure and certain hope. He is a firm foundation underneath your feet. And I just prophesy right now to 
every person, every family that may be going through rocky circumstances right now, just prophesy to you that your God is a faithful father. Your God is your great deliverer. Your God is your strong and mighty fortress and the righteous run into him and they are saved. I just declare over you right now that you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. If you just need to know a fresh touch and a fresh revelation of the faithfulness of God, just receive that right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. We just invite the Holy Spirit to come and touch your life right now, wherever you're watching. He is close to us. He's not far. He's close. And so we say, come, Holy Spirit. Yeah. I actually feel that there's someone watching right now and there is, you either have a herniated disc or I just see a realigning of the spine. So if that is an issue that you've got right now, maybe just receive from Jesus right yes. now. I declare healing over the spines. Any problem with spines, I declare healing right now in the yes. name of Jesus, which just commands life into your body to just receive that right now. Maybe just stand up out of your sofa or your chair and maybe just try yeah. and move it because I feel that God is healing someone's spine this morning. Yeah. Thank you, God. Yeah, and I feel like there's someone you're right now walking through a season of grief. I feel like you've maybe lost someone very close to you in the recent past. And again, just feel the comfort, comforter of the Holy Spirit coming to you and saying he's with you and he has everything that you need, that he is close to the brokenhearted, and he comes to wipe away the tears of those who mourn. And so I just pray right now that you would know the nearness of Father God to you in this moment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your great faithfulness to us in this season. Thank you in every high and every low, you are walking with us. Thank you, you're on the mountaintop and you're in the valley. You're a faithful, faithful father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Well, just to say as well, there'll be some uh, words of knowledge and opportunities for prayer in the chat room where you are. So if you want to hook in and ask someone to pray for you, then please make the most of that opportunity because we'd love to pray with you. And what we're going to do now is just continue our worship by taking communion together in our homes. And so hopefully now you've got some uh, wine or some juice and some bread or some crackers, something that you can share communion with in your home. And really, we take communion together to remember the death of Jesus, which is the crux of the Christian faith. It's right at the heart of what we believe is uh, the pivotal point in all of human history that Jesus came from heaven to earth. He died our death that we might have our sins forgiven through his blood and through his body. And this is what Jesus said when he took the first communion, the Passover with his disciples. This is Matthew 26. We read this. While they were eating, Jesus took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for the, for the forgiveness of sins of many. And so when we take communion together, we are remembering what Jesus did on the cross. We are celebrating because we live on the other side of the cross and we know that our sins have been forgiven in him. So can I encourage you in your homes, take communion together right now. Maybe take a chance just to pray for each other, bless one another, 
and just remember Jesus in your homes. Well, welcome back. It's so good to celebrate Jesus together, isn't it? I love that we can do communion even online. So a couple of practical ones. Uh, first of all, for we have our coffee and chat after every single online meeting that we have. I was on the phone actually with uh, someone who is quite new to King's Arms last week, I think. And they were saying they've been going to several coffee and chats and how helpful they have found it in a lockdown situation to connect with other King's Armsers. So I understand that sometimes that can feel a little bit awkward to sign on to Zoom and to talk to some strangers maybe. But can I encourage you, sometimes when we push through the awkward, we see the awesome happening. So if you wanna connect with community in this lockdown period, maybe go to the coffee and chat Zoom link and the link will be posted on the chat as well. Another thing is 
uh, our street by street prayer initiative that we've launched last week. Have you gone out uh, on a street, maybe close to your house already for a prayer walk? Um, because something that we are really wanting to recommend this August. What a great idea to go through every street of Bedford and pray for God's presence to come and see who we will meet out down out on the street and see who we can have a conversation with or maybe we can even offer to pray for someone. You can find all the details on the website and let's see Bedford every street prayed for. That would be really fun, wouldn't it? Thanks so much, Marco. And I want to thank you as well so much for your ongoing generosity in giving to the work of the church, because everything that's given into the work of the church in some way helps us to extend the kingdom of God, whether it's in serving the poor or sending people to start new churches, in uh, unreached people groups. Uh, everything that we give as a generous community goes to serving that kind of work. So thank you so much for giving. And again, if you want to give online, you can do that right now by clicking the button that's on your screen. And now we are going to turn to the Word of God. We're in a new series called Eating with Jesus. And today's message is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit more interactive, and you're going to need one of these in front of you, which is a Bible. So grab one of these, and let's listen to Simon and open our hearts to the Word of God right now. Hello. It's so good to be with you today, King's Arms family. And we promised you that we were going to add some creativity to our Sundays, that we'd be experimenting with some things that are a bit different and thought today would be a good day for that. And so many of you know during lockdown, I've been in research mode. I've been looking at what God's doing around the world. I've been learning from the global church. It's so easy for us in the West to think we've got it all together and know what's what. But here's what the Bible says in the book of Habakkuk. Look to the nations, watch and be utterly amazed, for I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told it. And that's what I've seen as I've looked at the nations, specifically the nations in the developing world. Amazing things are, are going on. In East Asia, one uh, missionary said this, I had a three-year plan to see 200 new churches starting among my people group in the next three years. Four months, after we'd, four months after we started, we had already reached that goal. After six months, we'd already seen 360 churches planted and more than 10,000 new believers baptized. Now I'm asking God to enlarge my vision. I heard of a team of three who went to a country and in that country in six years launched 30,000 30, new churches and baptized 200,000 people. I read of a place where they're starting a new church every 24 hours. It is breathtaking. And some would say it's a, those are revivals, you know, they're moves of God. And, and there is no question the wind of God is blowing around the world. You can't make that happen. But what we can do is set the sails. We can get ready for God to blow his wind in our nation. And so I'm not ready to talk about everything that I've learned in the last few months about disciple-making movements. That's what these things are called. But there are three things that I've seen that are absolutely foundational. The first is extraordinary prayer. Prayer changes things. Someone shared recently here how their daughter had phoned to apologize more than after three years of difficult relationship, bad choices, she called to apologize after they prayed and interceded. Someone else shared that two weeks ago, uh, they felt led to pray that Bedford would have an outstanding you know, mental health service, particularly uh, for suicidal people. And since they prayed, a multi-agency suicide support team has been set up. I, I shared at a recent prayer meeting that I was leading in another church where uh, I felt that God was calling many people who'd wandered away from him back home. And in the same weekend, after I'd prophesied that, two young men who we'd been praying for uh, for years and years came back to Christ. Prayer changes things. 
And I'm excited that over the next uh, few weeks and months, we're going to be praying through as many streets as we can in our towns and the places that we live. I'd encourage you to get involved with that. We're going to look at extraordinary prayer in the things that we're going to study today. The second thing I've learned, though, is that every believer in these disciple-making movements is equipped to tell their story. That's one of the core values that they have. And you'll notice we're going to have much more of an emphasis on hearing people's stories as a community. I want us to get used to telling and hearing stories of the difference Jesus made in our lives. That's the second thing. And the third thing is the Bible. The third thing I've learned from disciple-making movements is that every believer is equipped to study the Bible and lead others into learning from the Bible. These movements are focused and centered on the Bible and also on teaching every person to learn to share the stories of the teaching of the Bible with others. And here's what I've learned about in the UK. The Bible Society last year did a survey, and in part of it, they asked, to what extent would you be interested or not in discovering more about the Bible? And they asked 20,000 people in England and Wales those, those questions, that question amongst others. And you know what it showed? It showed 47% of people were just not interested. No, no surprise, I suppose. 47% of people were not interested in understanding what's in the Bible at all. But what it also showed is that 23% of adults in England and Wales selected, I'm fairly interested or I'm very interested in understanding what's in the Bible. If you think about Bedford, around 100,000 people, that's about 23,000 people who would want to know what's in the Bible. I was encouraged by that. So what I want to do today is teach us a method of reading the Bible called Discovery Bible Study. It's really interactive. You can do it in a group. You can even do it on your own. I think it's going to help us as a church to learn to study God's word better, but it's also going to equip us to share with others. If we happen to connect with one of those 23,000 people or more who are interested in learning more, I think this will, will help us. And so, and if you're here with us and you're not yet a Christian, this is going to be a perfect opportunity to study God's word with us right now and to learn uh, uh, the foundations of studying God's word together. So what we're going to do is we're going to read a passage from the Bible. We're going to read it twice. And I'm going to ask two of you in your home to retell the story in your own words without looking at the Bible. Others can help you if you get stuck. It's just a bit of fun we can have together. If you're on your own, no one else is with you, then you can grab a pen and a paper and just write the story down in your own words. And then what we're going to do is we're simply going to answer some questions about the passage. Okay, so we're going to read it, we're going to retell it, and then we're going to answer four simple questions about that passage. So it's Luke chapter 9, verse 10. We're going to read through to verse 17. I'm reading from the NLT, the New Living Translation. If you've got a Bible, you can open it and follow along. So let's read it. When the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything that they had done. Then he slipped quietly away with them towards the town of Bethsaida. But the crowds found out where he was going and they followed him. He welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God. And he healed those who were sick. Late in the afternoon, the 12 disciples came to him and said, send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms so they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to, there's nothing to eat here in this remote place. But Jesus said, you feed them. But we've only got five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? There are about 5,000 men there. Jesus replied, tell them to sit down in groups of about 50 each. So the people all sat down. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish. He looked up towards heaven and he blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept, he kept giving the bread and the fish to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterwards, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. Okay, that's the story. That's the passage. Very well-known story for many of us. What we're going to do now is we're going to read it again, but in a different version. 
When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. And he took them with him, and they withdrew by, them, withdrew by themselves to a town called Poseida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom, kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so they can go into the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because we are in a remote place here. He replied, You give them something to eat. They answered, We have only five loaves of bread and two fish. Unless we go and provide food for all this crowd, about five thousand men were there. But he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about fifty each. The disciples did so and everybody sat down. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to set before the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. So what I want you to do now is to turn in your groups and retell the story as best you can from memory. Two different people do that. Others can help you if you forget anything. You can fill in the blanks. You've got, f you've got five minutes to do that. There's going to be a countdown coming on the screen. Go for it.
So how do you get on? It's amazing how hard it is to remember uh, a passage that you only just heard read, but fun to do as a group because you can help each other. And, and what we found is as you do that, we remember more. We get more out of the passage as we hear it a number of times. You've heard that same passage four times now. Some more of it is going to stuck, have stuck in. There's be some things that you didn't see the first time that will have jumped out. So what we're going to do now is we're going to answer four questions together in our groups at home. Uh, here's the first two questions. What does this passage tell us about God? And the second is, what does this passage tell us about people? You've got about six minutes to answer those questions. Keep your answers focused on this passage. Don't pull in other stuff you know. What does this passage tell you about God? And what does it tell you about us, about other people? If you're watching live and you want to pop an answer in the chat, then others would love to hear what you think as well. Answer those two questions. They'll come up on the screen. You've got about six minutes to do that. Go for it.
just felt really, really strong. I can't get away from the picture. I just, I closed my eyes somewhere five, ten minutes ago, I don't remember, and I just felt God hold my head and kiss it, and I felt like it's what he wanted to do here tonight, is just hold our heads and, and kiss it. And I feel some of you guys, you're starved for love. I just, I feel it, and I just, I can't get away from this burning sense that he just wants to love on you guys tonight. So just whatever put yourself in a posture and let him love on you tonight Those are two really powerful questions, aren't there? So many things to learn from this one passage. He's a God who can move impossible situations when we pray. Jesus looks to heaven, he seeks his Father, and boom, you've got 5,000 people fed a few minutes later. He's a God who loves to respond to faith. We've got to trust in him. He's a God who wants to work through us. Notice that Jesus first asked his disciples to give the people something to eat. Jesus wanted to do this miracle through them, but they just weren't in that place for it. He's a God who loves to heal. We can see so much about God from this passage. What does it tell us about us? We so often start by feeling like we don't have enough, just like the disciples did. We often start by thinking things are impossible. We forget that we're with Jesus. It teaches that when we listen to Jesus' voice and obey him, anything can happen. Okay, let's take a look now at the final two questions that disciple-making movement churches ask each other. And they're these. What do I do as a result of this passage? Take a moment to think, how are you going to change? Jesus said, now that you've heard these things, you'll be blessed if you do them. It is so important that we look at how can we obey what Jesus is telling us to do. Remember, obedience isn't about performance. We don't perform to try and make Jesus love us. He already loves us more than we can know. We obey because we love him. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. So you might have a think. Maybe you'll think, I'm going to bring that impossible situation again to Jesus. Or you might say, I'm going to pray again for a sick person I know. Or you might say, I'm going to study the kingdom of God. What will you do as a result? And then the last question is this, who are you going to tell this story to? Disciple-making movement churches understand that God has called us to multiply. And part of that means passing on what we've learned to others. So often in church, we just hear stuff and we don't do anything with it. These two questions really provoke us. What am I going to do? But who also am I going to share it with? And we learn more when we tell others what we've just learned. That's what's so powerful about it. Who could you tell this story to this week? So let's take our final few minutes to answer those questions. What are you going to do as a result of reading this passage? And who can you share this story with? Go for it. song. I just, they just kept coming to me during worship different times. It's different songs. Just go ahead and begin to sing to the Lord a prophetic song, a new song from your heart.
So that's Discovery Bible Study. It's a way that we can learn to hear God through his word. Different type of preach, wasn't it? But what's the point of preaching? Isn't it surely that we hear God's word and apply it to our lives? So I hope today you've heard from God. I hope you've applied it to your life. You've got the next steps towards that. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'd love to hear feedback from you. You can email me, simon.holly at kingsarms.org. I'd love to hear how you found it. Let me pray for us as we, as we finish today. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, God, that it is powerful, that it is active to change our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing across churches across the world, that what we can learn from them. Thank you, Lord, for the power of the simplicity of your word and sharing with others. And I pray that each one of us will have taken something away today that will profoundly have impacted our lives, that your word will be sharp, will penetrate us, will transform us as it loves to do. I just pray now for anyone who's not a believer that's watching this, you're not yet a follower of Jesus, I pray now that they would take that step, that courageous step to follow you, to let your word shape their lives. I ask it in your mighty name. Amen. Thanks so much for watching. If you did respond to that and you're not yet a follower of Jesus, but you want to respond to him, then just click on the, the, the button. You can click on the live prayer button. The team would love to chat with you and pray with you. Otherwise, so I hope you enjoyed that. Give me your feedback. See how we got on. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Have a great week. Well, I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed that way of looking at the Bible. Hopefully for you, it felt quite fresh. And the Word of God is always sharp and living and active. And I hope that that was a fun way of you engaging with the Word of God and trying to really dig in to see what God was saying to you. And we'd love any feedback on how you found that particular way of just discovering God in the Scriptures. And of course, this is something you can do in your homes during the week. And uh, I'll just encourage you, use this summer to really dive into the Bible and get into the depths of what God says in the scriptures. And uh, just one last announcement before we kind of end today's meeting. We are launching some socially distanced walks through August and the beginning part of September that are going to be happening in various places around the town. And they're going to be happening, the first one actually is today. And so if you uh, find yourself in one of these areas at about 3 o'clock to 3.15, please come along and join us and there'll be a walk leader. And it's just an opportunity for us to connect together uh, over the summer months. And so please come and join us today. All the details are there on your screen right now. All that's left to say is thank you so much for being with us today. It's been fantastic to be together. God bless you and have an absolutely fantastic week. When you're gone, why? Though I try, how can I carry on? Should I practice my music? Though I try, how can I carry on? Well, welcome to today. And something else as well. Is that not weird? That's going to be so weird. Uh, we're professionals, Phil. We know what we're doing. Right. <laughs> what else could go wrong? Uh, online, Tadahana Mahana. I was like, no, I'm looking at the wrong one. There's two on the thing. Ah! And then I was like, no. We are going to dig into the Word of God together tonight, today. Yeah. Uh, oh, so nice. Wow. <laughs>